0: Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Valerie Riddle, 1989 alum of the USF Health Morsani College of Medicine and your host for the USF Health Morsani College of Medicine Alumni Society podcast. This month, we are bringing you stories from alumni who have done unexpected things in their careers. Some of them have pivoted out of medicine entirely and are doing other things. Others of them continue their medical practice, but have augmented it with other opportunities. In this episode, we're going to talk to someone who has landed in what might have been an unexpected place after his training in medical school. I'm very excited to have with me Joe Pecoraro and his wife, Rhonda. Joe started out as a vascular surgeon after leaving USF College of Medicine in 1984. And Joe, I think it I will let you sort of tell us, how did you navigate from vascular surgery to what is now a health coaching business?
1: Oh, sure, Valerie. Um, yeah, we, we actually started out um, with vascular and general surgery. And, and as many people know it, that's a long haul. Uh, after medical school, which is four years beyond college. It's a five-year surgical residency and then an additional two years of vascular surgery fellowship. So it it is a long haul, and I I still believe that surgery is a noble profession. I've always enjoyed it, uh, and I still enjoy it. Nevertheless, we oftentimes find ourselves in a situation where something personal happens with us that as you, as you said, can redirect us more or less. And I came from a family background where the entire family was overweight or obese. And I was no exception. And when I ran across a friend of mine who had lost quite a bit of weight and really looked good, he looked healthy. He didn't look as if he was someone who, um, had and no offense to the bariatric surgeons, but he didn't look like he had surgery or that he was starving. He looked healthy, and so I inquired of that and um, lost 123 pounds over an eight-month time frame. And as you might imagine, that totally transformed me physically and the way you think and behave and act when you feel so good also makes a difference. So uh, Rhonda and I decided at, at that point, in fact, early on, we decided as soon as we got started with this program that we were also going to coach others and guide them through the process to the point where now we also um, train health coaches.
0: So give me a little sense, Joe, of the, of the timing of all of this in terms of where you were in your in your medical career and when you sort of started to pivot a little bit towards something in addition to that career?
1: Well, I I had been in a group practice, a group surgical practice for seven years. And when I left the group, I I then started my own vein clinic. And because of um, some contractual issues, I had to go to the next county over where my vein clinic was and then after 2 years restarted a solo surgical practice with the vein clinic so that was that was quite of a um a difficult time frame because um as most people who've experienced group breakups will know is that there's not a uh, it's it's not always an easy deal and and people um, are not always who they seemed to be. So um, we went through some trying times during that. But I think the one thing that it clearly showed me is that uh, as, as physicians and certainly as surgeons, we're, we're survivors, we we go, we go through a lot. We go through medical school and, and college and residency. And, and if you have that stick-to-itiveness you can redirect. And when I started the vein clinic and did just that for two years, I then um, came back and restarted a surgical practice. And really it was more or less unexpected for me when when the weight loss situation came along because it was something I had struggled with my entire life. And yet all of a sudden, a, a viable solution that was effective um, prepared itself before me. And so I just knew it was a good thing. and was not about to keep it to myself, especially when I saw the value that it could be to other people.
0: And, and the, people. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. So. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, I was going to ask you, Rhonda, did you also have an issue with your weight? and And this was sort of something the two of you did together, or were you there more in a support role for Joe with the really significant weight loss, Joe, congratulations, it's, that's, that's, it's 15 years maintaining,
2: yeah, it was, you know, it was very exciting, because I was more concerned with Joe, and his weight gain over the years, especially, like he said, when he left his group, you know, that created quite a few challenges, and he did gain weight through that stress, and um, so, He joined in and then I'm like, oh my goodness, here I am. I've gained 20 pounds through all this stress and, and just kind of accepted, accepted myself because, you know, we hadn't tried a lot of things, but, you know, so I joined in with him. So I was thrilled, um, that, that part, um, you know, um, just getting the weight off was, was really the most important thing because we knew help was important.
0: Yeah, for sure so you you started and you've you've sort of alluded to how you did it joe i'd be interested not to go too deeply into the details but just a little bit about what the method was that you used and then how you took that and started to build you know a, a, i say a business i may not be using the right term but but an approach that you were then able to share with others
1: well, in fact, it's a, it's a comprehensive program, and I think we all know for those of us who've struggled with our weight, which is, as we know now, more than two thirds of the population, that um, that it it can be a struggle. And so, with this comprehensive approach, that um, not only deals with portion control but also with how to change your habits and how to find your own triggers and having support in so many different ways uh, with a complete support system that it, it just seemed like it made so much sense and the effectiveness of it and the rapidness with which it worked. Plus the fact that I looked at it from the critical standpoint also of a physician, because I was around in the 1960s when my sister went on the original liquid protein diet and uh, she had lost a lot of weight. And I also remember when the study came out that it caused a lot of heart arrhythmias and my father made her stop it completely. And so I was concerned with the safety and the health profile of the program that we found. And when I saw that it was congruent with what we believed as uh, healthy eating, even though I maybe ate, mass quantities of healthy food, and probably had eaten a lot of foods that weren't quite on what I thought I was doing, it, um, it fits so well that I realized it was something that people needed. And understanding the concept that when you have a solution to a big problem, that um, it's of great value. And it's not just of great value to people from the standpoint of uh, who they are in the world and in their family and in society, so to speak, but it's also of great value from a financial standpoint. So yes, we did create a business with it and and quite a thriving business because I realized that not everyone needs surgery. Two-thirds of the population doesn't need surgery. And the people that do need it, most of the time, they don't want it. And also that a lot of people are looking for better finances. So when we found a program that was able to address the issues of not just whether a person could be healthy, but also in training coaches and helping people create the wealth that they often desired, and at the same time giving them the relationships and a community that was positive and um, moving forward and like-minded... It was, um, to me, it was a win, 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 win because everybody won. People got healthy. People created money. Families got better. Spouses are able to sleep with each other again, not concerned about the snoring. Um, People feel better about themselves. They don't have all that um, excess skin and, and, and fat hanging around. It was a game changer in people's lives. And when we saw that, um, it, it made a, a huge impact, I think, on both Ron and me when we got to really see how people's lives were changing in a positive way and they were appreciative of it.
0: Yeah, that's really remarkable. And you mentioned the surgery aspect of things. And I, I have seen a friend who went through surgery only to gain the weight back and in no small part because this, to your point, it's a comprehensive approach. It takes more than just cutting off your, your capacity in your stomach or your appetite, you have to change behavior. So it's, it's really remarkable. And how did, you know, I I think having talked to you about this a little bit along the way, that much of what you were doing for a long time involved some travel and some in-person seminars, I'll call them or, or whatever How has COVID impacted that? Have you been able to sort of maintain the momentum and continue to bring people together to, you know, to bring some of these very positive things into their lives?
1: Well, um, we've had our best year ever. And I think the reason is because we can deliver in all those areas. People are looking for community, which we've been able to deliver that through platforms like this and and, uh, video conferencing. Uh, people recognize more than ever the importance of being healthy. In fact, I don't know if you saw, but the CDC just added a number of conditions yesterday to the high risk list for COVID. And one of them wasn't just uh, obesity, but now overweight is included in that category. And so we've been able to deliver those. And plus, we have the opportunity to, in essence, deliver nutrition to people's doorstep, which um, really took care of a lot of the fear factor that that people have had. And um, because of course we were, surgeons make a good salary, but we have no time at all because we don't control it. And so really Rhonda and I think we're looking more for time freedom than anything else and um, and we were we were able to find that. In fact, um, I don't know, Rhonda, you were in the office. Maybe you can address some of
2: that. <laughs> well, and talk about the time freedom. We did not have that. And I managed the office. I managed the finances, did the budget, and. Those were, I'm going to say those were great days. We enjoyed it. Joe's always been very happy, you know, with being super, super busy. We were hard workers. So that wasn't really something we, you know, we didn't like because we just really loved being around people and helping and serving. And, and, and so but yeah, so we were in the office, you know, vacations. Many times we took those separately and then he, Joe would sometimes join in or fly in wherever we were. So there was always, um, it was different. Going to church was different. You know, we went separately and he drove separately in case he got called in because he wasn't solo practice. So our life was a little crazy. I mean, it was um, not your typical um, life but you know what I knew going in when we got married that you yeah. know that's how it was going to be so we accepted that and um, and really did um, enjoy the practice and the people.
0: So now that you're I, uh, you I know you I know you well enough to know you have other things that you're involved in uh, both of you and I'm not sure that you're any less busy than you were before, but you are busy in a different way and in a more flexible way. I, I guess Joe, you still do some locums work to, you know, for your, your clinical skills. And maybe you can tell us kind of how this has opened up opportunities for you to do some of the other things that you're passionate about and that really bring you joy.
1: Well, exactly. And and, and as you know, Valerie, we, we do have a nonprofit organization. Um, that has, uh, does a lot of good things medically-based as well as uh, faith-based and some other things. And quite frankly, when you're a practicing full-time surgeon, sometimes you have to choose not only between uh, the overall good that you do and your profession, but you also are juggling family in there as well. And so to be able to have the time and the ability to not just um, relieve surgeons who are suffering because they work so hard by by doing weekends here and there to take over their practices and, and handle emergencies, but also to be able to travel overseas and see the progress of the wells and the hospitals and, and the other projects that we're doing overseas and not know, or rather to know that there's not... Um, overhead still happening back home, or uh, there's no question in our health or business coaching business that I can't handle from the phone, whereas in surgery, sometimes there wasn't. You had to be there. You had to be in person, and um, some things still need to be done by hand, and surgery is one of them. I, I know there's a lot of uh, intrigue with remote robotics, but if ever I need surgery, I want the person who's doing the surgery to be in the room.
0: Uh, yeah, I think, I, I think I'm think i old school enough I feel that way too. <laughs> 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 I definitely want that. So it sounds like you've, just for folks that may not be familiar with what locums is, it's, it's really working, for lack of a better way to put it, as a contract physician to fill a gap for a practicing physician so that they can go on vacation or if they've had a partner leave and they're rehiring but they need somebody to to help kind of bridge them to that it's that's so it's really flexible for you as the physician doing the locums you get to pick and choose I would imagine the practice settings the locations the type of thing that you're going to do so that you can then also, do the other things that you enjoy. Your nonprofit, which we're going to come back and talk about on another episode at some point, because I think it's a, a wonderful nonprofit and a terrific story. Um, but it's, I think, I think what's inspiring to me about your story is that you've you've managed to take what was a personal issue, and that is being overweight or obese, and not only tackle that for yourself, but find a way to to your point, make it a win-win and uh, allow other people to do the same thing and to then build their own health coaching practice so that they, they can spread it around and they can bring, you know, bring financial reward to themselves and their family. So it's a, it's really an amazing story. And I hope it's inspirational to the folks that are listening and makes them realize that we all have a lot that we can do, that, that we don't have to be tunneled. You know, we can do a lot of other things. It's really cool.
1: Well, it is Valerie, because um, while there's no question that medicine, well, let me rephrase it: being a physician is a noble um, position, but the business of medicine is not always what people think it's going to be when they're when they're young, ambitious, um, hardworking medical students and um, as one of my colleagues said to me one day, is people, including many physicians, feel like just because you're a physician doesn't mean that you deserve to have a life. (laughs) (laughs) And and really, if you think about it, it's almost the opposite. Being a physician, really, you should deserve to have even more of a life because of the way you have the opportunity to lift so many other people from suffering.
0: Exactly. And,
1: and and that's what we do. And I I think um I think one of the things that Rhonda and I have done is we've been um uh, bold enough and courageous enough to be able to um not just think out of the box but to say hey the box over there looks good let's um Let's explore that. And we were able to, we were able to build a huge business even while I was practicing full time, running our nonprofit organization, Rhonda, hugely busy with the kids who were adolescents at the time. We were active in our church, which was um, almost 20 miles away. And, and we still had the office. We still had the overhead. Now, during the transition time, medical students would sometimes say to me, now, where, where is this other business? How come we don't get to go to that office? And, and I would pull out my cell phone, and I said, this is it. This is my office. It's right here, strapped to my belt. Um, and, and to imagine that you could have a lucrative career um, using some of the skills that you used to become a physician. And I'm sure there's people in other businesses the same way. They they have um, hard work. They have a desire to help others. They want more out of life. They have big dreams. They just don't realize that there might be another ladder that's leaning up against the real wall that they're looking for.
0: Yeah, and I think we're coming up on time, but I'm going to make just a, an observation. I think... I left clinical medicine, as you know, 20 years ago to go into the biotech, biopharm industry and do drug development. And I can recall at the time people saying to me, oh, you're going to the dark side. You're not going to be a real doctor anymore. What are you thinking? And, you know, so there is that that perspective that some people have and that those of us that sort of cringe and say, well, well." I'm not really happy doing what I'm doing, and I want to use my skills to do something else. And you're right; it takes it takes some courage to be able to say, you know, it's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna push that door open and see what's on the other side. And, you know, I I'm very happy with the decisions I've made, and it and I know from talking to you and Rhonda and seeing you that you're very happy. So I I would very much encourage people not to allow themselves to be to be influenced by others perspectives of the decisions that they're making and to make the decisions that are best for them and their families. So in the last couple minutes that we have, um, Joe and Rhonda, I would love to hear if you have, in addition to anything you've already shared, silver linings from your experiences and maybe what you would tell your younger self, Joe, if you had to give yourself advice, or even you Rhonda, what, what would you say to our audience?
1: Well, I think the one thing is this, because I've seen, I've seen physicians at the beginning of their careers, and I've seen them at the end of their careers, and um, maybe it's because of our spiritual background, but um, your identity is not what you do. Your identity is who you are, and who you are and what you do can be two different things, and you can develop different streams of income based upon who you are. Um, by doing different things. So never, never be afraid to um, confidently pursue, uh, just as you said, Valerie, what's in your heart, not what you think other people think you should do or who you should be.
2: And for me, I think um, just the doors were o- the door opened, and we went through it. And um, experienced it, and got to. guess, you know, we wanted more, and um, we wanted better. We had a great life, but we didn't want to give up anything for that. You know, we wanted to just keep going for that greater life, that better life. And I think that's that's exactly what happened.
1: Yeah, in fact, it would be good. I think when when you said that, Rhonda, about the door being open, it reminded me of something that um, Elon Musk, I think, said. This is that. When you see an opportunity, if you think it might be good, then just jump into it and grab a hold of it. And you'll know soon enough if it's not what you were looking for. But jump in first. Don't try and figure it out first.
0: Yeah, that is that is the entrepreneurial spirit. If you wait to know everything you think you want to know about something The opportunity will have left you way behind and will not exist anymore. So you you have to seize the moment for sure. Yeah. Well, you two have been wonderfully generous with your time today. And I really do appreciate it. I think your your story is inspiring. And I have so enjoyed getting to know you over the last couple, three years. And I'm excited to have you back when I when I reach the the series that I'm hoping to do on on nonprofit and some of the work that our alumni are doing in, in, the, in that sector. And I hope you'll be willing to come back and share that story with me. Always a pleasure to spend time with you, Valerie.
2: Yes, thank you, Valerie, for having us on.
0: If you have ideas for future podcasts, or if you would like to be a guest, please let me know at Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E 25 at USF Dot .edu Thank you so much for listening.